Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thickler. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. tonight right here on the soul of america radio network from coast to coast you can find us every monday night nine o'clock eastern time eight o'clock central seven o'clock in the mountain time zone six o'clock and the pacific and wherever you may be around the globe this is where you find us for the greatest and latest in empowerment the greatest and latest inside of healing and hope this show has been designed with you in mind to address the issues of abandonment, rejection, abuse, domestic violence, spiritual abuse, and abuse of all sorts, but also loss and grief, whatever manner that it comes, whether it's divorce or whether it's abandonment or rejection. This show is about not only information, but it's about empowering, but it's also about that place where you find healing and that journey to wholeness. And I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight uh, on this show tonight. I'm so excited for those of you that are listening by way of telephone or those that desire to listen by way of telephone, you can. Area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us uh, right here on the Solo America Radio Network. For those of you that are listening or desire to listen by way of Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. Let me do it one more time. www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you can reach us. And for those of you that desire to uh, listen in and perhaps you have a question or comment, if you're calling in, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That allows our producer to know, uh, notify us that you want to come on the air with a question or comment. For those of you that might not want to come on the air but get us a question or comment, you can do so by simply emailing us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us here every Monday night, and we plan to be with you right up until 10.30. Uh, that's right, right up to 10.30 p.m. on the Eastern Time Zone. So I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight, and there's so much to talk about, and I'm going to get into it in just a little bit. But I want, for those of you that may be listening for the very first time, I want to invite you to join us, to so stay with us throughout the night. We have a very interesting topic that we're going to be discussing tonight, and as always, there's always open line as well. 
so you can feel free to bring up whatever topics you would like to bring up tonight as well. But I want to invite you to uh, a couple of information about a few of the pages that you can find us on on Facebook. That is Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. That is a page where it is dedicated to not only uh, uh, the uplifting, the encouraging, the uh, inspiration, the testimonial side of just life. It is a page that we call it a drama-free page right on Facebook. You can find it. Anytime you want encouragement, uplifting scripture, or you just want to encourage someone else, that is where you can go. And then there's the domestic violence. It is your business page that is there that we created over a year ago uh, that is there to not only inform you but to empower you but uh, give you resources and also a platform that you may be able to uh, post things there as it relates to domestic violence, and we're always glad to have you to be a part of that. Now, so many of you have been following us for a very long time, and we're so appreciative of that. But I want us tonight to look at moving to the next level, and the next level of not only empowerment, community engagement, but all those things that is absolutely necessary in order for us to move forward. The issues that have really been pressing our heart so much lately is the amount of domestic violence homicides that we're seeing happening around the nation. But particularly, I'm going to speak of most recently in the South Florida area. There has just been an onslaught of domestic violence uh, situation happening in homicide. Um, even one most recently, just a couple of days ago, Friday, just past Friday, uh, 25-year-old mother, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, not only was she killed by a boyfriend, but a six-year-old daughter, unfortunately, was in the house and witnessed at least the altercation going on and found herself at the mercy of trying to save her mother. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, and we're going to get started in just a little bit. So I want you to do this. Call a friend, call a neighbor, let her know that hope and healing is on the air. And as you do that, we're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to get ready to come back right after this commercial break and get everybody set so that we can go in with our calls on today. Listen, it's a very important time. It's a very important juncture that we must address this issue of domestic violence because, in fact, if we don't, what we do, we leave it up to someone else. I don't know about you. The headlines are filled too often and too much, especially as of late, with these type cases. And my question is, if we won't, then who will? And we have to take that type of attitude because it is crucial absolutely crucial that we all become involved with this matter, that we all begin to do the things that are necessary in order to make a difference. Because if we fail to make a difference, then what we're doing is simply we're lending uh, to the problem and we're not making a difference inside of the problem. So that's what I want you to keep in mind. Right after this short commercial break, we're coming right back at you, and it's going to be an awesome time uh, as we open up these lines and as we begin to have some real dialogue. So listen, I want you to stay tuned because there's some other announcements that are going to come that's going to make a tremendous difference inside of what you do, how you do it. And so right there. Uh, my producer told me we do have a caller that is uh, holding, and I want that caller to hold on to right after the break. And right after, right after the break, we're going to get you on, and it's going to be an excellent time. Looking forward to the dialogue with you tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'll be right back with you immediately right after the break.
and healing, a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin.
Uh, I pray that you had had a tremendous weekend and your weekend has been safe. There's so much that is happening that I want to get into. Uh, unfortunately, so much tragic and, and, uh, and tragic news that we continue to see happening each and every day. And I think it's imperative that we wake up. I think it's imperative that we understand that there's power that we have in our hands that we are not utilized and that we have not found how to utilize. I think we all can agree that the issue of seeing families affected by violence and domestic violence and all of those things are, are very, uh, very, very powerful things, and they impact us in a great way. But I also believe that in, 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 in the midst of that, that what we're dealing with is a fact of community that is oftentimes uh, reacting as if their hands are tied, not knowing how to respond, not knowing what to do, not knowing what to say. And because of all those things being the case, I think what ends up happening is that people go on as if they don't know. They go on uh, like deer's, uh, a deer caught in the headlight. And as a result of that, uh, as a result of that, what happens is the fact that people find themselves helpless and hopeless, and we just go on until the next case happens. We go on until the next person is killed. We go on and, you know, and we, we'll, we agree that, and then we go on from there. But I think that there's a very, very important thing that we must remember as a community, that this burden cannot rest on law enforcement alone. This burden cannot rest on the courts alone. This burden rests upon each and every one of us. Each and every one of us have a responsibility to do something, to say something, and to react and to play a very crucial part inside of this. If we fail to do so, then what happens is that we continue to absorb and absorb this and this become part of our culture norm. And God forbid that it becomes part of our culture norm. So one of the things that must be so evident and must happen amongst us is the fact that we must all be agents of change. What do I mean by that? The power of speaking up, the power of speaking out, the ability to not go away, the desire to stand up and the desire to sound the alarm, the desire to model what is the right thing to do goes a long way. And I think that that's the part that law enforcement cannot do. That's the part that the court in and of itself cannot do. It is something that we as a people, we as individuals, we, as, we collectively must begin to do. We can no longer afford to wait on someone else to make that move. That move is totally up to us. We must take the time. We must do what is right because failing to do what is right only will perpetuate what we are seeing in our society, and that is the prevalence of domestic violence like we've never seen before. When we look around us, we continue to see people and families that are destroyed, and I want to get to some of this in just a little bit because I'm blown away, and I know that I shouldn't be, but I am blown away. I'm blown away that almost weekly and almost every other day we're seeing things happening. We're seeing it posted in the news. We're seeing all these incidents of domestic violence happening. And I, and I know that so many of you that are listening to me tonight can concur with me. There are so many things that are happening around us, and there are things that are happening that no one are talking about. No one wants to talk about Nobody wants to get up and, and talk about it enough to uh, put an end to it. We've lost loved ones. We've lost uh, friends to this, uh, this epidemic. We've lost so much, and yet and still we find ourselves being silent, and that's what we cannot afford to be. To remain silent is to almost give license for this stuff to happen, and I am challenging each and every one of you. I'm challenging you to go beyond the mark. I'm challenging you to stand up. I'm challenging you to speak out. I'm challenging you 
to help somebody. Don't criticize, but help. We are in desperate need in this day and time because of what we are dealing with throughout society. We are dealing with something that is an epidemic, and it continues to happen. It affects each and every one of our families. It affects. I know no one that is exempt from this. I know no one that gets around this because this is a subject matter that does not discriminate. This is a subject matter that crosses every social, economic, and ethnic line. Here's a subject matter that our, our silence only perpetuates the violence. We have to understand that's more than a cliche. That is a reality. And so what do we do when we're burying a cousin, a loved one? What do we do when we find ourselves once again uh, talking about the same thing because someone did not react before, because someone refused to go an extra mile away? At least become empowered, become educated, become knowledgeable about this issue. How do you recognize early warning signs? How do you go beyond just saying that I, I wish I could do something about it and actually do something about it? That's where my challenge is today. That's where my challenge is to each and every one of you that are listening, because we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to one another. We owe it to our brothers and our sisters. We owe it, we owe it to the next generation. And I want to get into that story in just a second here. Uh, those of you that are listening by way of uh, Internet, uh, those of you that listen by way of phone, once again, Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us, Erico 323-784-9638. If you desire to have a question and a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you're ready to come on the air, you have a question, and we'll get you right on because we believe that this is the hour and this is the time. We have to continue to sound this alarm. Without sounding this alarm, what we're basically saying that it's okay. We are giving credence to these type of things happening here. And I'm telling you, you can't sit there and talk about it's not happening at my house because if you live long enough, it will be there. It will get there quicker than you desire to. And when you find the confusion, when you find the, the sense of being so vulnerable, when you find, uh, find the very innocence of life just slipping through your hand, then you understand that this is not just, uh, this is not just another message. This is, a, this is something that we have to address because generations, and I do mean generations are being impacted by this. Generations are being impacted on every hand. It's not going away. It doesn't go away because you choose not to talk about it. It only goes away when we begin to work very hard and diligently concerning this. So as we're going forth, even on tonight, it's open line, but we want to deal with some particular stories here that's uh, filling the headline uh, with the issue of domestic violence taking place. And unfortunately, I'm telling you, I hate to be the bearer of, of uh, bad news, but I'm saying this is getting to epidemic proportion. We're seeing it happen on every hand. I am here to tell you that, unfortunately, that I'm seeing it happen, and more and more is happening even amongst the community of color at an alarming rate, and yet still you see no emphasis on it. You're no one ever raised that, uh, and yet still we continue to act as if everything is okay. We don't have the luxury. We don't have the luxury to continue to be silent. We don't have the luxury. We owe it to our children. We owe it to their grandchildren. We owe it to this generation to do the right thing. And until we do the right thing, we will not really see the impact that must be made if we're going to turn it around. My challenge to you and everyone that is listening is that we do all that we can to turn this epidemic around because this is affecting us where we are most of where we're most vulnerable, and that's in our family. We are affected, and we must do something about it, not tomorrow, but right now. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us tonight. 
That is how you reach us, and we're going to go ahead and open those lines. The lines are open tonight for you. If you have a question, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and that will get you in. I'm going to try this again. I have a caller here. Let me see if they're there. Caller number ending in 7192. Caller ending number 7192. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air. Do you have a question or comment? Caller, you're on the air. Perhaps they stepped away, but that is how you reach us. That's just how simple it is. You can reach us right here on Hope and Healing, a journey to uh, wholeness. And we're here once again each and every Monday night. Now, I want to get into something that I think is so important. I want you to understand this. I want you to just imagine this every day of your life. Uh, when we look at life and we start off our day, oftentimes we go through the same routines that we've always gone through. And we just assume that as we woke up, we will lay down. We'll assume that we will uh, that we will get through the day. We'll assume that things will be right. We'll assume the fact that we'll get up another day. We'll assume the fact that we'll live our lives uh, without any uh, episodes. But the reality is that the fact, folks, that's not always the case. And you have to think about how quickly life changes, how quickly a person's life changes at the hands of domestic violence. So what I want to do tonight I want to go through a few stories once again like I did last week, but uh, particularly some that are uh, closer to us uh, here in South Florida as well as around the world. Now, I invite you, perhaps there's some stories you want to share, but most of all, at the end of the day, we not only want to share stories, we want to share solutions. We want to share how can we get over this. We want to share this because this is so incredibly important. And I want to get to this particular story uh, here that happened in uh, Pembroke Pines, uh, uh, that's here in uh, South Florida. It happened uh, just here the other day. I believe it was uh, probably on March 21st is when it happened. And so I just well, just three days ago. And I want to tell you this story here that has broken my heart, as all of them do. But I want you to hear the story of a young girl, six-year-old, by the name of Anila Owens, she was six years old, and she, she spoke out on losing her mother, Anuska Dillon, who was 25, to murder. In other words, a six-year-old girl witnessed her mother murder, and she speaks out. And I really wish I had the audio clip to play for you here. I will do my best to try to get it to you for those of you uh, that are there. I have not quite learned to do that. I'm going to get our producer to do that for us, but I'm going to do my best to get you to hear this in, in her own words. And uh, you can let me know, listen here, and I think that once you hear this, you will understand where I'm coming from. So I'll make sure I get this on in just a second. I'm going to try to get it on with the best of quality that I can because I think it's worth hearing. And I think it's worth hearing as you listen to this child. Here's a child who witnessed their mother. So here we go. Mother's tragic shooting death, and tonight she spoke with Local 10 News, sharing what she loved and what she will miss. Family reached out to us. They wanted to get the word out that domestic violence really can happen to anyone. By all accounts, things never got violent between the couples. In fact, no one who knew them saw this coming. A little girl who finds herself without a mother but in the hands of people who love her dearly. Six-year-old Anila Owens is brave when talking about her mom. My mommy, she's meant a lot to me, and 
The reason why I really, really liked her, she took care of me. Perhaps too young to realize what happened, Anila still smiles at the thought of her mom and the things they used to do together. We used to do a lot of fun stuff together. Anila was home the night her 25-year-old mother, Anushka Dillon, was shot by her boyfriend, Clifton Survey, in a jealous rage. The couple had been together for about a year, and Dylan, who friends called Pinky, was five months pregnant. She was always laughing, always making jokes. She was son of attention everywhere she went. A day after Dylan's death, family and friends are still trying to make sense of it all. They're also trying to raise money to say goodbye and to help look after little Anila. It was so sudden that a funeral and taking care of a child, whoever's going to be her guardian, is not going to be able to take care of that responsibility solely on themselves. Survey killed himself on I-95 in Boca Raton Thursday afternoon. Friends tell us he was overbearing in recent days, but that Anushka never hinted at violence in the relationship. And friends tell me that jealousy over text messages and emails led to the couple fighting in the hours before the shooting. Little Anila is being looked after by her grandmother and soon her father. If you'd like to help out the family, log on to our website at localtennis.com. We're live tonight in Pembroke Pines. I'm Carlos Suarez. Now, I don't know how many of you could hear that with the best of quality. We'll be working on getting that actually uh, loaded in in a different manner, which you can hear. But for those of you that heard that story, what a, tragedy, what a tragedy and a travesty that we have to happen here in South Florida. Here was a six-year-old girl, and I want you, any of you that have children, uh, could you imagine them being that traumatized or, or witnessing something so horrific happening right there at, literally in front of them? Because this is something here that affects this, will affect this little girl. It has not hit her yet. She really doesn't know the dynamics of it. Uh, right about now, she is preoccupied with the memories of her mom and the things that she and her mom did. But, the re, but what is going to happen now is the fact that people will keep this in the news for a week, maybe two weeks at the most. And like too many times, we continue on just like we've always done as if nothing happened. This is a travesty. And I'm telling you, people, we cannot just wait on law enforcement to make this happen. We have to do so as a people. I want to say this. I don't know if you heard this in, a, in the uh, news clipping there, but part of the news clipping talked about the fact friends said uh, they did not know there was anything going on with them, but yet still at the end they said it all happened because of email and text messages and a jealous rage and all of those things happening. So many times we don't know what warning sign to look for. Too many things have been accepted as normal in today's society. So, therefore, we don't see the early warning signs because they become part of the, our, our fabric. It's part of, you know, well, people get jealous. People talk about this. Uh, people threaten this. Uh, people, uh, you know, they say things, listen here, you know, you're mine and nobody else is going to have you. And we take it almost as a term of endearment. I'm not suggesting this is what happened in uh, this young lady's case, but what I'm saying that I know that it happens in many cases. The other part of it is this, is that when we see things happening, when we hear things, how many of us are off to pull that person over to the side, whether the victim or perpetrator? And I do hope that we have some men that are listening to us tonight because I need to hear from some men. I don't believe every man is violent. I don't think every man is abusive. Matter of fact, research says that literally only between 15 to 20 percent of these men are abusive of violence. So that lets we know that there's at least 80 to 85 percent of men that are not abusive, that are not violent, at least have not committed these type of acts. 
those are the men that we need to listen to to help stand up to speak out uh, against this type of abuse. Letting his brother and letting every other man know that it is not cool to abuse, that not one bone of realness can be inside of you as a man that if you're going to choose to abuse. If you're going to physically assault, verbally assault, uh, sexually assault, uh, economically assault, whatever way, it is, it is just simply unacceptable. And we have to set up and make that known. Erico code 323 Erico 323 That's how you reach us tonight, right here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. And we're going to get a caller on the air. It looks like our dear friend, and she's always a part of our show. We're always glad to have her. And I'm going to go right, not too far from me, right here in West Palm Beach. <laughs> and I'm going to say good afternoon. Welcome to Hope and Healing. You're on the air. Good evening, Pastor Thicklin. Um Good evening. Well, I'm going to share. Good evening. Well, I wanted to share my story that just happened just um, this past weekend with my son. Okay. And, um, and the things, yeah, and the things that he had to face um, just in this um, this last week. And what was so um, compelling in what had happened is that I saw it. You know, I, I saw the argument. I mean, I didn't see the actual physical physical act, but I knew what what, what the end result was going to be. And um, you know, needless long story short, he ended up getting arrested for um, battery um, and a, a, assault on um, his girlfriend or ex girlfriend. And um, and. But my my question is this for tonight, because here was a child that was not angry, you know, for a long extended period of time, you know, growing up and this and that and the other. But here lately, he has been very angry and very, I guess, discombobulated or whatever the case may be. And what can I do as his mother um, to see him through this, you know, without being totally judgmental, um, you know, because, and, and it's so close to home, and, you know, this is a part of my fight as well, you know, um, dealing with domestic violence. And, um, and, and, and like I said, um, you know, we had spoke off the air about this situation. You know, he does face a court appearance um, May 1st. So what, well, what can I do in well, I'll say this to you, Gloria, and to so many that may be listening. As always, I, I welcome other callers to call in. Just simply uh, call Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Hit the number one on your keypad to let our producer know that you'd like to join in on this call. One thing I say to you, Gloria, and I say to each and every call on the air is this: you know, uh, the issue of domestic violence happens, and um, those of us that are knowledgeable of it such as yourself, and, and uh, we've seen it happen, we've experienced it, we tend to take extra precaution to make sure that it doesn't happen because we don't want to see it happening to anyone else, especially not at the hands of, of one of our family one of our family members. So in this case here, this is two things. I heard you say that, you know, you talked about uh, his history. You know, he had been a very, you know, mild-mannered. This was a kid who didn't, things didn't just, you know, he didn't just blow up all the time. And uh, he pretty much was even still. But you've noticed a change recently, and I think three things we have to ask ourselves in this case. Is there any significant events that have taken place in his life over this period of time? Mm-hmm. Any significant event that has taken place? 
one that may uh, cause them to feel overwhelmed. Uh, when I say significant event, it could be anything. It could be it could be the loss of a job. It could be the uh, you know a, a demotion. It could be the fact of a a breakup. It could be the, the fact of a you know. Um, uh, being fired, it could be even a loss of a loved one. Now that I'm not justifying mm-hmm. the behavior, of what I'm saying when right. we see these type right. of things happen, and there's a major event or event mm-hmm. in a person's life that drastically changes them or affects them, or in some way affects them uh, traumatically, then what we're dealing with is something else. We're dealing with the fact of here's a person possibly feeling overwhelmed. Here's a person possibly mm-hmm. feeling that they're isolated and bombarded, and they just mm-hmm. simply did not handle the situation in a healthy manner. But what we yeah. have to do well, is, he, is mm-hmm. go right ahead. Well, well, you know, um, well, he is a young father, so you know, okay. maybe that was maybe that could be part of you know what he's dealing with, and you know, he comes to me for the most part with you know, anything that might be, you know, um, troubling him. But then sometimes, you know, as all kids do, we want to keep things to ourselves at times and then because we feel like we don't want to burden our parents. You know, they don't want to ask for help. And then, you know, and sometimes, and I, and I, you know, I know my father can be tough on him, you know, and then so he hates having to go to him with certain things. But, you know, so it doesn't continue to escalate. If this is the problem, how can we, you know, help you so you won't, so it doesn't end up in a in a big blow up, you know? So I don't. Well, inside of none of this is just ABC. You know, none of this is just you know simple like that. What happens inside of this is this, is that we do our best to try to reach them. We have to have conversation. You mentioned about the fact of being a young father. So you're entering a different territory. Uh, that territory is called responsibility that I didn't have before. Uh, sometimes could be judging himself. Sometimes he may feel overwhelmed. Maybe you feel like he's not meet, you know, uh, making the mark. He could feel the fact that he can't do this over a long period of time and is simply feeling frustrated. In that instance, it is good for him to have someone to be able to talk to that he can vent to or talk to about how he's feeling and, and how to deal with that because, you know, it is a new territory. It's new grounds for him. What you don't, what he doesn't want to do, and one of the things you might want to encourage him to do is not to internalize everything. Uh, you know, there are people yeah. that oftentimes stuff things. We call them uh, stuffers. They stuff things inside of them. They stuff thoughts. They stuff stuff experiences, they stuff past uh, uh, past hurts, they stuff so many things. And people that stuff a lot mm-hmm. and don't have a have a avenue to vent or an avenue to uh, literally channel that stuff out in a healthy way oftentimes end up doing mm-hmm. one or two, th- two things. They either explode or they implode. When they explode, yeah. they generally go off on someone else and they end up causing hurt, harm, or injury there. Generally when they implode, mm-hmm. that implode normally hurts them where they do something that hurts them directly. And so uh, the the thing I would say is that uh, being able to, to be open and to be able to, to just kind of discern behavior. You know, if you're seeing a change of behavior, a change of mood swing, a change of those things, have that conversation and have that conversation from an inviting standpoint and not necessarily from an accusatory standpoint. I'm not saying that's what happens, but mm-hmm. since we're talking to all that are listening, it's so important that mm-hmm. when you want to convey a message, 
and you want a person to listen to you, it's important that you do it from a standpoint that doesn't sound like you're indicting them, you know, but rather yeah. you want to find out what's going on and you want to be able to offer some solutions and help uh, that may cause them to open up and therefore receive whatever advice uh, that one can give them. And that way they don't find themselves on the other end. Now there's been an action that has been committed that has caused one to go to jail, that has caused one now to have to follow through with all these different instructions and these different things, and I'm quite sure that's not what he bargained for or was looking toward. And so I think that is what we all have to do. Uh, don't give up. Don't become disappointed yeah. or discouraged. Uh, the the plight is still on, and uh, you still have a message yeah. to spread. And, uh, and uh, for mm-hmm. some, when they do end up paying the consequences, they learn their lesson, while others are greater risk takers. They go on because they have not modified behavior. My prayer is to keep open lines of communication, get them to focus on the importance of this and the importance of the fact of why this child needs him, why he cannot afford to get in this type of trouble because this child needs him. He needs him in order to be an example, the instruction, all those things that are very imperative to him doing and becoming what he needs to become. So that's what I would say. And, um, you know, and uh, just keep a close tab. Listen to what is being said because it will make a difference. Okay, did I answer that for you in any way? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, yes, thank you, you so thank very you. much. All right, stay on the line because I uh, will stay on. I'm going to go. I have a caller, uh, number in in 8823 from the greater Alabama area. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Jay. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you today? All right. Um, I, I wanted to uh, 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 mention something else to your caller just now. I'm actually traveling, and okay. uh, my call may drop. I hope you can hear me. Um, I also, I listened to, to what you told her, and you were absolutely right, and, and I applaud her for wanting to, to – um, to get more involved, but I would also encourage her to get involved in a young lady. She, she, uh, both of them are victims, actually, and I think that it would be good to approach the young lady and uh, offer her encouragement and support as well um, and to include both of them. I, I, I believe I'm not a counselor or nothing. I, I can't tell. Like you said, there's no ABC, but for some reason I would probably, if it were me, I would involve them both. Uh, I would try to see what's going on with her. She might have some stressors. Um, It might be affecting her in a way that causes her to react, which causes them to react, and there's a domino effect. So I would definitely encourage her to be more verbal, uh, to possibly come to, hey, you know, come to me when you see some signs or let's talk about, you know, in other words, it's a thin line between getting too involved, but at the same time, Jay, like you've been saying the last year, we've got to reach out to everybody we can. And so I, I would add to what you say, and I would Absolutely. say if you could develop some type of rapport with the young lady, I would definitely do that. And I, I would I would be supportive. I would be encouraging. I would be uh, open. You can come to me. You can call me. You can talk to me. And then who knows, maybe she can pick up the phone and call you uh, and say, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm beginning to see some signs in your son. Uh, 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 one up to go talk to him and say, hey, man, what, what's going on with your life? What, what's happening? Talk to me. So that's that's my two cents I wanted to put in because 
I, I think it would be good to pull her in too because she needs she needs somebody. I'm not saying she don't, but she needs some kind of support too. Absolutely. And by the way, Tony, I'm so glad to hear your voice and have you on the air and everything. For those that, that are listening first time, uh, uh, I'm so glad to have that. That is the founder of uh, Soul of America Radio Network, Mr. Tony Stallings himself. And uh, matter of fact, Tony, uh, Gloria is still on the line. Gloria, you, you heard the advice, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me ask yes. you a question. In hearing mm-hmm. that, do you, do you have a rapport with the young lady? Well, I I have. Um, well, what happened to give you a little, you know, um, history with them? They've pretty much gone their separate ways as far as the relationship goes. So she's mm-hmm. moved on to somebody else. He's moved on to somebody else, but they have a child together. And what escalated this um, incident was that he didn't want the new boyfriend to be around when it came to um, dealings with their son. You know, he asked her, you know, could you just please just leave him home and we just do what we need to do for um, Aiden, that's my grandson's name. So, you know, but, you know, long story short, she didn't, you know, comply and she brought him anyway and then one thing led to another and, you know, that's how it happened, you know. And um, and then he ends up um, ending up in the backseat of the police car that, that's, that Saturday afternoon because he hit her and, and you know, and they were fighting and whatever, you know. So, but well, um, that, I, that is what happened. I, I will say this, and, and yeah. unfortunately, typical, I see that happen a lot amongst, um, especially young couples and young men. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. We break up, we go our separate ways, and, and though we have a child in common, you know, that's one thing that keeps us bonded together. And in reality, there's still some love there between the two of them as well. And the fact of us, right. what we feel a lot of time as men, is the fact I don't want another man around my child. Now, what that really means, right. I don't know. Let me, let me say this. Because I moved on. I'm not with my child 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've offered mm-hmm. the olive branch, listen, if you if you feel the need to go out or whatever around, so you can drop them off to me, that is an olive branch mm-hmm. to be offered. But the reality is, I'm, mm-hmm. am I going to actually be there to take that off her hand? Because will that really appease me? Because the fact that you dropped mm-hmm. them off to me for that reason, I know you're going out with them, and I'm telling you, there's definitely some residue that is still there as far as caring for one another. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's kind of like this situation where uh, both sides kind of do what they're doing. I'm showing you I can move on. I'm moving on. I moved on too. And the reality is you moved on, but the one thing that keeps you bonded is this child. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, the piece of advice I would give for you towards him is to understand this. He's going to bring more harm to the child in fighting the child's mother than this other person mm-hmm. could do at all. Mm-hmm. Because the mother mm-hmm. has a vested interest in the child as well, and I believe that any good mother is not going to allow the child to be in harm's way. And so, therefore, depending on mm-hmm. the age of the child, I don't think she brings him around, allows someone to be around him that, that could, pro- could propose threat, neglect, or hurt, or harm. So somewhere along the line, you know, sometimes things sound good to us. You know, we we well, we really feel like we're right. doing our protective thing as as men, but we got to ask mm-hmm. ourselves: Are we doing it at the expense of the child as well? Because to harm the child mother is also to harm the child. And I and I and think I, I, I have those type of conversation. 
And, and I would add also, I would add also that, you know, let, let me go Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> let, let me go Oprah Winfrey for a minute. We got all that mess. All that mess is okay. Mm-hmm. But the, like Jay said, the most important thing is number one that child. And, and I and I, I I neglected to to say that. That's number one. You are you are this child's. Uh, th- this mother is the mother of your grandchild, whether you have a relationship with her or not. Now mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna always have a bond. But before I got married, I had a I was out there. I did some things, and I I got children before I got married, and mm-hmm. I I have to have a connection with the mothers, and not any kind of physical or, or nothing like that, but. It is important for me to have some kind of connection with the mother. Now, if I'm fighting the mother or we're fighting, I'm not, of course, my kids are grown now, but if I'm fighting them, we're fighting around them. Uh, like, like Jay was saying, it's really more, more conducive to the child growing up with a negative viewpoint toward relationships. So I would still encourage you. To at least I don't know it it I'm I'm thinking I'm hearing that you and her aren't that close. It's it's almost like you, and and you don't have to be, but I feel like yeah. it would be good if you could open up some kind of dialogue with her. That's your that that's your grandchild's mom, and all yeah, this other mess is okay, but but yeah. you got to open up. I would feel you need to open up a dialogue with her as well. And uh, even though they're not dating and all this, I, I'm like Oprah when she had a son. That's okay. That That's fine. But for the sake of the child, like Jay said, he's been saying this a year. Man, you see, we see the signs. I, I was a former police officer. I used to be a police officer here in the city of Birmingham. And let, and let me say this to you. That one time, that one time that he did, if it's not dealt with, it's like those little sands in a in a um, in a clam that just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We don't want that. Mm-hmm. And you right now, you at the place where you can grab him, you can grab her, and you can say, "Hey, look, guys, um, we're in a going in a direction that's not good for the child." I'm not saying to say this, but that's my mindset. So you calling mm-hmm. the show, bringing this out, lets me know that you love. Your your son and I'm pretty sure you love your grandchild and 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 maybe care about his mom, so I would mm-hmm. I would I would still reach out to her because if you can reach out to both of them and mm-hmm. help them to have somebody to talk to and encourage, I believe that that's a start. And then if it doesn't begin to get any better, I would seek to help him get some type of professional. Uh, intervention. And there's nothing wrong with that. They've got support groups. They've got mm-hmm. uh, 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 other in- online groups for people uh, that have that situation. I, w- I would reach out that far because let me tell you, I've put many people in the back of my police car because mm-hmm. Jay said nobody got involved and it just escalated and escalated and escalated. And then the, the only people that got involved at that point was the police. So right mm-hmm. now, I, I believe when he goes on April 1st, I could be wrong, they they may, since it's his first time, they may offer him some type of uh, counseling. And I would suggest he hop uh, all over that. And, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and um, that is what well, I have talked to my 
son because they actually right now they can't have any contact until May until his court appearance in May. Okay. But um, and I have talked to him that he does need to talk to somebody if you know, and who's not. It don't have to be me, but he needs to talk mm-hmm. to somebody, and actually, especially a strong male. That's how I feel. Um, right. And because uh, he 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 has mentors, and you know we have a church home. He has mentors in the church, but then he also turns away from the church at times because he feels like you know too many people gonna be up in his business, and I, I understand that. But he needs to talk to somebody. Um, and maybe somebody who's not so close to the situation, because mm-hmm. then that way you're not, you know, you're not pointing that finger, so to speak, you know. Well, I'm, um, I'm heading toward the area my my call may drop, but I want to tell you personally that I applaud you. I love you for coming forward, being there for your mm-hmm. your, your child, coming on, getting help, reaching out. That's what we need. That's why Jay is doing this show every week to wake up people to get the, the the same mindset that you have. Get involved. Ask questions. Do what you got to do. You're going the extra mile for your child, and I love you for that. I never met you, but I love you for doing that. So you keep up the good work. Right. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Tony, it's always great having you. You know that. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I know that you're awfully busy, and so you're not always to get on the air, uh, able to get on the air, but we're we're always grateful to have you on the air uh, because we're on this air uh, tonight. I've been on over a year now, going into our second year, uh, because of the fact that you reached out. Uh, you reached out to me, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that. Hey, Jay, you've done an awesome job. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're getting, I looked at the stats not long ago, you got thousands of listeners. And so they may not be calling in as much, but they're listening. They're out there. And the main thing is you're planting seeds, Jay, and that's what we need. We need these seeds planted. And so I'm, I'm if you a blessing from God uh, for the station and for your listeners, man. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Thanks so very much. Thanks so much. Well, you listen to Hope and right. Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickman, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us. Listen, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with you with more calls right after this commercial break. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. This is SOAR. 
323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. so very glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you've been listening throughout the show, we're always glad to have you to call in, and as we've had a caller to call in, as well as the uh, president and CEO of uh, Soul of America Radio, Mr. Tony Solis, who have lent such great comments and uh, contribution to the show tonight. And uh, you can reach us uh, in the next 30 minutes that we have Left, Erico 323-784-9638, Erico 323-784-9638, that is the number of which you can reach us. And I will be glad to have you on the air. I think it's imperative that you recognize the fact that your voice counts. Uh, one of the things I will say, as you heard uh, the call of Gloria there, and I think it's so imperative inside of so many things that we do, inside of having this conversation, is that we do not underestimate the power of our influence. And so we have to understand that our influence is very important inside of all that we do, inside of how we handle things, inside of the things that we see, inside of the way that we react, and that's important. Uh, Gloria has been a a caller for a long time. Gloria is uh, uh, deeply involved now in the issue of domestic violence. Uh, survivor of domestic violence, and so she understands the pain of this. And so for her, I can understand that. And see, these are the type of things, when you hear these type of scenarios, these are a lot of things that oftentimes get lost uh, in a lot of conventional and traditional type services because, in fact, we oftentimes focus on the victim and the victim only, but we don't focus on the fact of how the victim became a victim, and we don't, understand, or we don't focus on the perpetrator. We don't focus on the people that are connected with both sides of it because all of those things are very important, and all of those, uh, all of those dynamics are crucial inside of being able to handle these situations, inside of responding to these situations, and uh, I think it's crucial uh, to us all to speak up and to speak out. Now, I want to get back to some things tonight. And once again, you can reach us at area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us, area code 323-784-9638. And uh, I want to just go this route here. Even inside of the case that I was talking about that took place down in Pembroke Pine, Florida, here, these are things that are so crucial to us and these things that are, uh, that, that are life-changing. I mean, I'm just blown away when you think of a six-year-old. I want you to just think about that for a second. Six-year-old, six years old, to witness her mother killed, to, to hear this, it's, it's heart-wrenching. And we're seeing it happen way too often. 
25 years of age. Let me just give you something. I'm going to give you some, and these are just the main headline stories. I want you to hear this for me for a second. Unfortunately, this is what I have to say to you. I want you to look at just in the last, in this month alone, okay? In this month alone, in this month of March, I'm only talking about March right now, I want, I want, I want to uh, give you some instances of some cases that are going on here. It blows me away, people. It just blows me away. I'm looking at cases. I'm going to give it ages and just a little bit about the case. Here's a case of the, uh, Jennifer Martell, age 27, uh, killed, domestic violence incident uh, in, in Massachusetts. Uh, oh, my, I'm, I'm just blown away. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and I'm just blown away because there's so many stories that are in front of me now that even as I speak, um, here, here's another case here of Gabrielle here uh, in Chicago. Now, here's Gabrielle in Chicago, once again, victim of domestic violence in a sense of killed. I don't want you to think that every time I say victim, it means you're not a victim until you're killed. I'm saying that the fact that these people's lives ended as a result of domestic violence. Wow, I'm just looking at these things here. I'm looking at cases here in front of me, people. That that blows your mind. That that that, that is just mind blowing. It's mind blowing and gut wrenching. Twenty seven year old, okay. Uh, Twenty five year old was uh, was the uh, mother of um, of little Anaya Owens, a new Dillon, Dylan, age twenty five. And then we go on a little further. Where we look here in uh, Evansville, Indiana. Wow, uh, killed his former girlfriend. Carrie Jones, age 28, killed, well, I can't believe this, folks, killed his former girlfriend, Carrie Jones, age 28, her three-year-old daughter, Jasmine, and another man, Donald, by setting their home on fire, which was a two-story home. Are you killing me? I mean, are you kidding me? Listen here. This is just absolutely terrible. People, we have to stand up and speak out. For every educational venue that talks about domestic violence and the signs and things, you need to be there. You need to support an organization that's doing something about domestic violence. Brittany Andrews, wow, that was almost last May, 23, was shot and killed. Her boyfriend was found guilty of first-degree murder. Oh, man, this, is, this almost becomes overwhelming. It, it does, as, I, as I'm looking at one story to another, one story to another, one story to another. We're, we're seeing this happen at an alarming rate, one story to another. So what do we do? We speak out. We stand up. Listen, I want you to listen to me now. I want you to make it, to do me a favor. And in doing me a favor, you're going to do someone a favor that you might not even know, as you're doing someone a favor that you might know well. Those of you that belong to houses of faith and churches and worship, I want you to go to your pastor. I want you to go to him and say, Pastor, listen, there's a big issue that's going on, and it's domestic violence. Pastor, we need you to speak out about it. And if you don't feel comfortable speaking out about it, we need you to contact someone that can. I'm available. I travel this nation 
speaking to this issue of domestic violence and speaking to faith communities and preachers about what is it that we can do and what is our role in addressing this issue. We have a responsibility. Let me say it again. We have a responsibility to make a difference, and we must. We cannot remain silent. For the last 29 minutes of the show, Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you can reach us. That's the way you can get on the air. I invite you to do so. And for those of you that are following us on Facebook, once again, I'll tell you uh, two Facebook sites that we have. We have Domestic Violence. It is your business. You can find that on Facebook. You can join that site. It allows you information. You can join in, and you can have a time in uh, posting your uh, uh, your comments, your experience, your testimonies or whatever. That is one of the ways that you can reach us and be a part of that. Or you can go to our other webs, our other Facebook page is Destiny by Choice 2. Destiny by Choice 2 is, uh, I call it the opposite. It is where you go and you can find encouraging words, inspiration, testimonials. You can find things that will uplift you. And I'm talking about a, a drama-free place. It's a place where literally it's an ongoing online ministry. You've got church going on. You've got testimonies going on. You have a daily roll call where people can greet you in the name of the Lord. You have, daily, uh, you have the daily bread where scriptures is being shared. You have Bible challenge and trivia that's going on. And we're coming up here pretty soon on our one-year anniversary with the Destiny, uh, with, uh, Destiny by Choice 2 uh, uh, Facebook page. And there are going to be a lot of things that's going on, folks. A lot of things. So I invite you to join that. A lot of things. Uh, as always, our our senior administrator, uh, senior executive administrator, Indy Harlem, uh, does such a, a tremendous job in managing this page and managing this group. And I'm telling you, go to the page, Destiny by Choice, the Roman numeral two fellowship. You go there, you'll find so many things that are helpful, things that are going to bless you. Listen, we're going to have something that I don't think I've ever heard of, and I, and I can't take credit for it. This is definitely indeed inside of it. We're going to literally have almost an online revival going on. <laughs> That's right, uh, uh, for our first-year anniversary um, and it's going to not only be that. We're going to have that going on. We're going to have other things going on there that it's going to be so interesting. We're going to have prizes given away and what can I say? It's just a way of reaching out. It's a way of fellowshipping. There are a lot of people that may not go to church, and they may not make it to church for whatever reason. Some folks are in between churches. Some folks are in between God, but that's between them and God. But we have to create a platform so that we can reach them, that they can see some sign of hope. So many times when we go to church, guess what? It's just a bunch of light shining on a bunch of light, but we have to shine light in dark places. That's where light is most effective, in dark places. So I want to encourage you, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, and I'm telling you, there's a great group of people on that page. I mean, listen, if you've been looking for a place that you can go on Facebook and find encouragement, hope, and a place that you can express yourself uh, with the hope and the praises and, and things like that, that's where you want to find yourself because it will uh, definitely um, bring such a, uh, a great feeling to be able to uh, share with others and make it a difference. So I want to encourage you inside of that. Erico 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And as we are um, right about 23 minutes, I will say, uh, before the end of the show, uh, definitely uh, we welcome your calls, we welcome your comments. If you're listening by way of uh, 
telephone, area code 323-784-9638, and desire to have a question and a comment, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you desire to speak, to get on the air, and we'll make sure that we get you on the air in the time that we have left. Um, and I really want you to enjoy um, expressing yourself. Um, I will tell you this, um, and I'm not sure if Cynthia Wilson is listening, but for those of you that are listening and, uh, um, and you're in the greater uh, South Florida area or you are listening and you have family members in the greater South Florida area, we are looking to bring uh, Cynthia Wilson's battered but not broken uh, inspirational stage play right here to Palm Beach County. And uh, we're looking, we'll have by next Monday this time, we'll have a time and a location, date, and those things there. So we want you to be a part of that. Also, I'm going to be telling you about some things, those of you that are listening, about a tremendous spoken word and book signing and so many other things that are getting ready to happen real soon uh, here uh, on April, I believe the date is April 12th, that is happening here, and I'll bring you more information with that going on as well. But even that is so rooted and grounded in the issue of domestic violence, and we want to continue to um, raise platforms to speak up and to speak out against this social ill, and I'm so glad that you're going to join me. This is going to take one more break, and then after the break, we're going to get ready to wrap up. Thank you once again for listening. You're listening to Hope and Healing and Journey to Holiness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'll see you on the other side of this break.
And welcome back to Open Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you join us tonight here on the Soul of America Radio Network. What an interesting night we've had, one that I believe that has been uh, filled with just interesting comments and uh, uh, definitely uh, being able to chip in to listen and to make a difference in whatever way that we can. Um, as we're coming up on the end of the show tonight, I want to say this to you. It is so incredibly important that you listen to what I'm about to say. Right in your neighborhood, right in your community, right in your city, your state, this issue continues to happen. Children are left homeless left orphanless, oftentimes motherless or fatherless, left with more questions than answers, left with a sense of loss, and yet it's still people gone as if nothing ever happened. I want you to recognize the power that you have in making things happen. Listen, I understand this is not everybody's thing. Everyone can't talk about this, and everyone doesn't feel comfortable in, in hearing about this all the time. And yet still we seem to get comfortable with the headlines. Mother shot and killed. Mother stabbed. Mother uh, butchered with a machete. Mother ran over by car. Woman raped. A strange husband kills wife and children. These are the things our headlines are made up with. I need your help. Your community needs your help. Our communities or <laughs> our community or our communities are definitely challenged. Our communities are challenged with this issue. Our <laughs> our communities are torn by violence. Our faith is destroyed by violence. Uh, should I say our families are destroyed by violence and our faith is tested by violence. It's incumbent upon us to do some things. I'm going to give you some ways to do some things about Number one, stand up, speak out. Number two, support organization, even if it's this organization, Destiny by Choice. Enable us to do something about it. Thirdly, get involved. Volunteer. Help out. Learn more about it. Help decipher information among young people. And last but not least, model. Model voluntary relationship. If you would do that, I believe that the rest will be very simple. And we can begin to see the erosion of this issue. We need your help in order for it to happen. You've been listening to J.R. Thicklin right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And as we are there, um, we're very close to the end of the show. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out tonight with music. So if you have a question or comment, you need to send it in right now before I uh, begin to go out with music tonight. And we'll go out just a little early. So i wait your question. I'll wait your comment. Uh, if you're going to email it, you can email it to jthicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N 
at soulofamericaradio.com. And that's how you can reach us tonight. Remember, go to our uh, Facebook pages, Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business, as well as uh, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. That's how you can reach us. Thank you so very much for joining us on the night. I'm looking. Not an email right now. I haven't come. If one that comes uh, before we totally sign off, I'll come back to you. But until next time, this is J.R. Thickland, and I will be coming to you next week, and I'll be coming to you from Washington, D.C. on next Monday this time. So if you have anybody in the D.C. area, let them know that uh, I'll be in that area. Not necessarily they'll be able to necessarily come where I am at the time, but uh, uh, very possible uh, we'll, uh, we will be broadcasting uh, from Washington, D.C. on next Monday night, and we look forward to it. Um, listen, make a difference. Remember, uh, uh, the national... Uh, Domestic Violence Hotline number. I'm going to play one more commercial. I'll replay that one. And uh, then we're going to get out of here with some music. And until next time, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm saying to you, stay safe. And remember, your silence only perpetuates the violence. Stand up. Speak out. Domestic violence. It is your business. Listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323 784 9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show.
coast to coast, east to west. This is the Soul of America Radio. My name is Bernadette Stannis, and you know me as Velma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the Soul of America Radio. Needing strength from the Word of God. Needing the voice of wisdom in a relationship. Needing a new direction to go in in an abusive situation. That's why we're here. This is the Soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, Jay Thickland. But here I stand 
But time will 